Grunthal. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallup Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Justified Cultures, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly racing, Bill's Pipes, W Wheels, Maxima USA, Moto Ice Wrap, 100% Goggles, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Justified Cultures. You can go to justifiedcultures.com right now and enter discount code BIGMX17 to receive 30% off your entire purchase. Go to the website, check out everything that they have, and I think you're going to find some stuff that you're really going to like, and you can save 30% by putting in discount code BIGMX17. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and uh, this is uh, going to be a little bit different podcast that I've done in the past. Um, I'm not having a guest this, uh, this evening. Uh, I just wanted to bring some things to the table and uh, continue some momentum, of course, from last week when we had uh, one of our biggest shows, when we had Kyle Cowling from the uh, Spectrum series and uh, Fantasos uh, Media, where we uh, basically uh, reviewed the entire season two of the Spectrum series. It had on um, many athletes and uh, featured people from uh, that series, as well as, uh, of course, we had uh, the great Wes Williams, who did the cinematography and the filming for um, Andrew Jackson's uh, episode and his his segment there when you see him uh, ripping through the, uh, the streets of L.A. Um, re- re- and now I honestly can't th- thank uh, Kyle enough for giving me the opportunity to shed light on his series, as well as Wes for giving us the time to uh, basically talk for just over an hour, as well as Matt Bichalia, Talon Hawk and his family, um, Colt Nichols. Oh, Mitch- Mitchell Oldenburg was on the show as well, uh, and... and uh, Michael um Michael Mosman, Michael Mosman was on the show as well. Like we we had, uh, it was a great show. It was over three and a half hours long when all said and done, and uh, couldn't be prouder of of putting that out. But uh, today I decided that, uh, and I've been putting this off for a while, uh, way too long. In fact, probably about a month I've been putting this off. But um, I've recently uh, become a huge, huge fan of the the meta uh, collection uh, that is uh, the books that that are available at Barnes and Noble. If, uh, for those who have been listening for some time, you can go back and listen to a podcast that I did with Andrew Campo, who's basically the founder and, and um, president-in-chief of, of Meta. And him and Ben Giese are basically creative direction for this, uh, this collection. And it's, a, it's a book that you can purchase, like I said, at Barnes & Noble. It's, uh, it's a beautiful book. It's a coffee table-style book that you can, uh, you can read through it. It's got some incredible articles and some great contributors to, that make it awesome. And uh, I thought that it would be kind of neat and a, and a little bit of a different approach to things if I was to uh, give you guys an in-depth look and uh, kind of walk you through the experience of reading 
the uh, the their most recent uh, uh, release, which uh, their their newest one actually comes out in in uh, just two weeks time, uh, which is 007. Uh, but um, this particular one is 006, and uh, I, I I personally uh, think that it's uh, it's it's a great great issue, and I really enjoyed it, and um, everything from the the cover art with. Um, with Willie Free on the cover, and uh, some uh, the article that uh, Brett Smith did with Ernesto Fonseca is, uh, if you haven't already read that article, uh, you need to, um, and the only way to do so is to uh, to, op- to pick up an, a copy of this, and uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later, but um, basically wanted to shed some light on Meta's 006 in antipathy anticipation of their release of 007 uh and and this this particular podcast is dedicated to not only uh jason Assad, who's been nice enough to reach out to me on a, on a regular occasion to uh to make uh, to make me feel that uh he's really got an eye on me and, and what i'm doing with media but also uh frank mann who uh, at this very moment is still uh, recovering from a nasty crash that he had uh at, at, a, at a local race um uh, collapsed lung, I believe, some some back uh, back issues and uh, a broken jaw, and uh, and uh, I was able to call him, and he was uh, although in a lot of pain and uh, and not talking so great, um, he assured me that uh, he's he's going to be back on a bike soon, and that Husqvarna of his is is in tip top shape. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's dive into the experience that is Meta. And it's uh, it's a it's motorcycle culture and lifestyle. It's a uh, it's a photography and and word collection that you can uh, you can enjoy and you can go back and get the the original five uh, or I guess the original six issues, which are all really really just rich with content and culture and lifestyle of riding motorcycles, both on road and and for, and dirt and and in all facets of dirt, whether it be motocross, off road. Uh, um, dirt track and stuff like that, deep, deep, deep in the roots of, of motocross and motorcycle riding, or is this uh, publication? And I think that uh, you're, you're doing yourself a distur- disservice uh, of by not picking it up because uh, it's it should be on your coffee table. It should be proudly displayed and enjoyed because the words and the photos inside it are uh, a really unique and uh, and different approach and it's it's not like your regular uh motocross magazines not to say that there's anything wrong with your usual suspects mxa um racer x trans world dirt rider dirt bike magazine they're all great publications i subscribe to every single one of them and i read them cover to cover a couple of times before the months end um but the bottom line is if you if you're leaving meta out of your uh, your regular rotation of of how to take in motocross media and uh and how to uh, uh soak in as much information as you can uh frankly i, I you you really got to reconsider that head off to barnes and noble or meta uh Read Meta the website and uh, and stock up on these books because they're beautiful. And uh, the first thing you're going to notice when you pick up this beautiful coffee table book is that it smells amazing. This high quality paper that they use, which I imagine is very expensive to um, to to purchase and uh, and to to work with, is um, 
is is just smells amazing. It feels good in your hands. It's a it's a solid feeling book, and uh, and this this will this book will only run you a six. Sixteen ninety five U.S. or uh, eighteen ninety five Canadian at uh, at your local bookstore. If they, I don't know if they, if you can get one in Canada, but you can definitely uh, you can definitely get it at Barnes and Noble. Um, and 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 go. I hope you guys do so. But like I said, absolutely beautiful looking book. Smells amazing. Oh, some uh, it smells so good, and you're really gonna enjoy it. This particular uh, two, 006 was released summer of 2016 it was volume 6 and um, at, like we got R- Rolly Free on the cover in the uh, in, in an iconic pose that looks like the, the salt flats and uh, a, a iconic motorcycle that he's riding uh, but you open the page and immediately you see uh a motocross ad very much unlike something you've seen before. Uh, and of course this is a Bill's pipe sponsored and supported podcast. Um, but the first thing you're going to see on the inside cover of meta is a beautiful ad from FMF. And I really got to give the hats off to little D over at FMF because he does control a lot of the, uh, the marketing and the direction of, of, of how they market themselves. And, um, from our hands to yours is the tagline on the on the ad, and it, it basically uh, depicts uh, uh, someone working with their with a hammer and on steel and forging uh, what is to become a, a beautiful exhaust system, and it kind of like just throws it right back to like the raw elements of what makes motocross so great, and and that's really cool. It's kind of got an old school stylized um, graphic with the with the ad advertising and it kind of gives you that warm feel that you're that you is kind of missing from some of those like bolder ads that you've seen in the past uh second to inside cover looks like uh i don't know i think this might be a brandon lutz photo i'm not 100 percent sure what's josh 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 corpius Kirpius, Kirpius. I'm not too sure I pronounce his name, but nevertheless, it's uh, it's a it's a photo from it, it's a Harley Davidson ad, and uh, "Roll Your Own" is the tagline. But they're they're ripping a flat tracker. Looks like a an old school 750. Uh, check checking out the uh, the spray off the back of the motorcycle as they uh, go along the beach, dipping that back tire into uh, into the surf as the uh, as the tide rolls in, and uh, just like that one of the, just one of those on any Sunday um, style moments where uh, just the connection of old school motor, motor, motocross and motorcycle riding um, just reminds you of that deep heritage that uh, although we have supercross nowadays, even though we have uh, some guys guys that do some pretty incredible things on motorcycles that uh, the fact that um, motorcycle riding all over the world has a super deep heritage and, uh, and that should be celebrated. Now, third page, and of course, uh, and the reason why I personally uh, read most magazines uh, back to front because uh, you skip most of the ads by uh, <laughs> By, by doing so, but you always end up reading them anyway uh, and checking them out. But uh, 
a really cool shot here from Fly Racing. Again, very different style of, of advertising than you'd normally see. They got one of their uh, their dirt, their uh, off-road riders ripping through a treed section or a forest section of uh, some single track. And uh, Fly Racing showing off some of that brand new 2017 uh, gear. And it's uh, the rider of 114. I'm not, I, I, I regret to not know exactly which off-road rider that is. That's a little bit embarrassing for my part but it's uh it's a rider on the uh on the rockstar energy drink um Husqvarna team and uh he's absolutely ripping through the trees um and it's what, what's really cool about meta is uh basically not only do they they really pick and choose who they approach as far as advertising but then they also uh appreciate that um or they, they, they hope that uh, the advertising used in their their ad their their publication is a little bit different and uh, a different way to present the brand and and that's not something that all brands are, are comfortable with they like to, to advertise themselves or present themselves in a certain way and uh, and meta requires all of their advertisers to use a little bit more of an artistic feel a deeper warmer feel to the ad th- their ads in the uh, uh, in the publication and I think that it hits home a little bit more honestly like the colors are really picked up in this blue and high-vis jersey from Fly, and it uh, it kind of depicts that totally alone, solitary feeling of, of ripping through the woods on your motorcycle, you and the bike, that's all it is, and, uh, and, and looking good in your brand new Fly gear. So uh, I think that's a really cool and effective way, because uh, honestly, like, otherwise, like, most... Uh, I, I'm guilty of it myself, just bra- breezing past the uh, the ads. But uh, this is a really cool photo, and it makes you kind of stop and look at the intricacies of 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 the whole photo: the the woods, the trees, the gear, the bike, everything. Everything gets presented really, really neat. So uh, the first time that you're going to have a chance to read something here in 006 is uh, is not too far in, and it's uh, it's basically the uh, the opening. A few words by none other than Ben Gizzi, who uh, he his uh, is kind of a, a short intro uh, to uh, what you're about to read, and it's uh, it's entitled "All In." And um, honestly, I'm not going to give you guys too much uh, insight as to uh, as to what's being said in these. Uh, these articles and stuff like that because I need you to go out and, and get it. I want you guys to be inspired by this recording to, uh, <clears throat> if you don't already uh, have this this issue or this volume of meta to, to go out and and, uh, and enjoy it for yourself. But uh, the long and short of things is, uh, is, is that Ben basically depicts um, how life has, uh, his, his meta came to life in whispers without... Without a t- with, uh, whispers of doubt turned into hostility. A few publishers warned us of doing things different, but that didn't deter them from developing the publication the way they wanted to, the way they needed to. And uh, there's there's something um, something to be said for someone who's able to stick to their guns in that sort of fashion. So um, getting into, I guess we're in, on page. 
page eight and uh, basically you just run across the, uh, the the glossary of what you're going to be finding on uh, in this in this volume of Meta 006. and uh, like all of the uh, the volumes before it, it kind it uh, gives you a, uh, a the Webster's dictionary definition of Meta, and it's pronounced pronounced Meta, which uh, <clears throat> is is a noun. And it's got a, a few different, uh, basically, explanations or the, the, the definition of what it is. Uh, in ancient Rome, a column or post or a group of columns or posts placed at the, at the end of a racetrack to mark... The, t- the turning places. So, meta, although, like, this this is the, the predominant, like, they, they love the, the why of this, like, when you get into the podcast with, with Andrew Campbell, you actually find out how they came across meta, because they were looking for something really short, really uh, different, stylized for their, uh, for, for their title of this thing, but it's funny that they would come across something that they, at the time didn't know that it basically meta meant marking a race course in ancient Rome. And then that's exactly what this, this, this is uh total become like it, it ties into the racing things like that, but also um, like basically the, the whole definition of meta as a publication comes in in number two here where it's an abstract hi, high level of analysis and commentary. And that, to me, really hits home, and uh, basically, it, to me, it just totally explains Meta as a publication, as something that you're going to pick up and really enjoy. And uh, the, those in, those in command uh, are, are named, and of course, that's Jason Assad, your chief executive officer, your publisher and creative direct, creative director Ben Gizzi, your uh, chief operating officer, your COO Andrew Campo. And of course, your chief financial officer, who uh, figures out all the, des- the the dollars and cents of all this, is uh, is none other than uh, Julie Keeman. Um, so basically, throughout this, we're gonna we're gonna be uh, uh, you're gonna find uh, a lot of other contributors like uh, like Brett Smith, like An- Aaron Brimhall. Which, if you don't already follow A- Aaron Brimhall on Instagram, please do so. Uh, some of the the coolest photography you will ever see. A really unique perspective. Always something different. Not always motorcycles, uh, but always eye catching and something that you're gonna really enjoy. Um, Linda Lang, who uh, she does uh, the the print specialist, basically uh, ma- making sure that all of these uh, beautiful uh, volumes are uh, are in tip top shape. And uh, honestly, like the senior editor of of this this beautiful volume is none other than Brett Smith. And uh, for those who don't already know, Brett is uh, one of the best writers in the sport of motocross, and uh, is one of my favorite reads. Uh, or he's. I love to read his stuff, and uh, it's always um, bringing a little bit different uh, angle to things. It's approaching things with a lot of a thorough, fine-tooth comb, and uh, I look forward to having him on the show uh, in, in a short uh, short bit. 
But uh, uh, some other contributing writers, and you may have already heard this name before, is none other than Tony Blazer, who uh, on page 48, he starts his article with uh, none other than Mike Healy, the Healy barber himself, uh, and really dives into uh, some really neat conversation with, with Mike. And uh, and uh, looking down at the bottom of contributing writers, a, na- a Hall of Famer's name pops off the page to me in in Tom White and uh, and I had the pleasure of meeting Tom in person not two days ago when I was at the uh, W Wheels World Vet Motocross Championships at Glen Helen and I gotta say. Uh, one of the warmest welcomings I've ever met uh, or had from uh, any type of Hall of Famer or someone who uh, truly loves the sport of motocross. So uh, really, really cool, and uh, that meant a lot to me. Uh, You can contact... Uh, if, if you have any questions or if you'd like to reach out to the guys over at, uh, at Meta, you can contact them at Andrew at readmeta.com and uh, they'll be sure to get uh, to get talking to you immediately and, and see what, whatever you happen to need. But uh, as as we continue to kind of scroll through and, and page through the, the beauty that is uh, Meta 006, uh, you come to the next page where uh, it's kind of like a, there's a really cool photo of I believe it's Andrew Campo on the on the on the motorcycle here. It could be Ben Gizzi though. Also, also I'm not entirely yeah. Photo photo by Ben Gizzi. So he's behind the camera, uh, most likely. Probably uh, I'd imagine it's probably Andrew Campo on the motorcycle. And uh, this photo was taken in uh, Johnstown, Colorado, on April 26th or April 2016, and uh, it's beautiful Husqvarna SC, uh, and the, the photo itself is is named Golden Hour in Colorado because the sun is uh, definitely coming down, and it's a beautiful spot to ride, and uh, this is just a little example of the eye candy that is meta. It uh, it really it want, it makes you want to keep turning the pages and finding what else are you going to be looking at, uh, and um, these photos, honestly, are, are something to behold. The next photo that you're going to come across uh, features a BMW uh, racing sidecar. You've got the monkey on the side up, just leaning right into the road. You've got a spectator or it looks like a, uh, it looks like a barber shop in the background. One of the, uh, the, uh, the barbers there sitting on the step watching the race go by. Big, beautiful number five on this old school uh, 1955 BMW uh, sidecar race bike, and uh, that, that's really a passing through a narrow street uh, on a on a BMW 500 RS uh, in uh, gray. Uh, it's in England, 1955. The photo is by T M. Be- Bagger, Bagger, T.M. Bagger, uh, I assume it's probably Bagger, um, beautiful photo, old school, kind of gives you that, that, uh, traditional feeling of, uh, of where motocross or motorcycle racing has come from and the fact that, uh, the look in the eyes of, uh, of the two athletes that, uh, are, are in this photo is not unlike the same that you'll see in the eyes of, uh, of, of Ryan Dungey or anyone else that, uh, that happens to, uh, to, to race at a high level. Turning the page, uh, yet another brand that has uh, opened up their um, 
advertising minds as far as how to uh, how to bring their their brand to life and you see the the athlete that you will you'll be familiar with that's Aaron Plessinger and he's sporting the uh, because he's the 2015 rookie of the year for the 250 class and uh, he's sport he's sporting uh, the 100% it looks like sunglasses as well as a, uh, a t-shirt and uh, like I said, it's a it's like even though it's an ad, it looks cool. It looks like something you're you're gonna like. You want to kind of like study it a little bit. You want to look a little bit closer because it's interesting. It's a different way to advertise. Now, on page nineteen, you're gonna come across uh, a, a fairly long article. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it must have taken uh, a couple of months to, or if, yeah, a couple of months to put it all together, basically, be, basically because uh, I know Brett uh, Smith, who is the uh, the writer of this uh, particular article, would have put a lot of time into this because, uh, honestly, uh, it's, a, it's an article about Ernesto Fonseca. Uh, Ernesto Fonseca, who uh, is, is a, a legend in the sport of motocross, uh, an athlete that uh, um, paid paid a price for his uh, his his career in motocross. Obviously, a terrible injury uh, taking his, uh, his his ability to walk away from him. Uh, and in an article called Perseverance, um, Brett Smith basically depicts uh, the story of Ernesto Fonseca and uh, gives you a an incredible look into the world and the eyes and the reality of the story of, uh, of Ernesto Fonseca. And you kind of, uh, you, you, it's very endearing. You, you, you find yourself, uh, really becoming a true, true fan, uh, and, and learning a lot of things that you didn't, didn't know about, uh, Ernesto because a lot of things in this article haven't been covered about, uh, Ernesto in the past, whether it be his, uh, his affinity for nicknames and, uh, and, and, and a few things about his background with, uh, um, coming over from, uh, in, into Florida and staying and, uh, and learning with Travis Pastrana and, uh, and, and some of the, the really cool and neat, uh, intricacies of, of his, his career that, uh, most people wouldn't, wouldn't know otherwise. And, uh, I think the, the photos that Aaron Brimhall did for this particular article are, uh, are particularly eye-catching, uh, a ton of soul in those photos and some unique perspectives. And it kind of, uh, that kind of wraps itself around the words that, uh, that, that Brett Smith brings to the table in this and that, uh, it, it's a really well-rounded article. You need to read it. And it's in here in volume, volume six of Meta. Next, the next article you're going to come across is um, is Ronan, which is uh, basically like um, we are, we're all familiar with the brand Buell, which was um, Harley Davidson's uh, entrance into the uh, the sport bike or uh, sp- sport motorcycle end of things, and uh, this is uh, in fall of 2009. Um, Harley headquarters, uh, they, they were going to kill their brand Buell and, uh, it was going to be no more. We haven't seen that come back, but, uh, this is a, uh, this, this motorcycle I've, from, from what I, I understand from reading the, uh, the article is that it's, uh, it's a, a, 
It's a Harley Davidson powered street bike. Absolutely gorgeous. Kind of different looking uh, if, if from from uh, compared to to most other. Uh, other street bikes, but uh, really cool, and I think you're going to enjoy that read, and this article is, of course, done by Andy, a- Addy Anderson, and uh, you're going to really enjoy that, very different, very, uh, very unique look at this particular motorcycle. Now, from, uh, from the, uh, from GoPro, we have uh, we have an ad that again looks totally different from uh, from something you may have seen, uh, and um, British Customs depicts a a rider uh, on uh, looks like one of those one of those old school flat trackers uh, flying through the air, almost kind of like your old TT style of racing. And uh, mo- moving on, we've got. Uh, got an ad for it's basically an ad but it's a collection of photos uh which were uh of of Taylor Sparks Taylor Parks sorry Taylor Parks and the apparel is uh is start I, su- I assume that's how it's pronounced the the brand and it's actually a kind of a kind of a cool uh long sleeve shirt that she's wearing she's also wearing a bikini top which which helps the photography uh immensely I might add but um, these photos were taken in Great Lakes, Michigan, uh, and uh, and Start is 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 spelt S T H E A R T. So it's Heart S T before that, but it still gives you Start, um, which is kind of a, a unique unique spelling. And uh, the rest, there's a few few more photos. Taylor Parks, the model, and she's modeling a bunch of these uh, start uh, apparel items. A pair of a pair of jeans, another long uh, long sleeve uh, uh, kind of hooded uh, sweater in the next one, and um, uh, honestly, then the next the next set, she's just modeling a. Uh, a hat from from start and it's uh it's a white hat that uh actually two different hat in the other photo um and uh but these it's it's an, it's still from that start brand <coughs> start brand beautiful girl uh at the beach and uh it's still in great lakes michigan um just another thing that you'll probably find here in the uh the pages of meta is uh some some beautiful photography uh right around uh about a qu- the, the quarter mark of, of leafing through 006 of meta you'll uh, come across an ad for the ducati scrambler and uh for those who haven't already heard uh one of the podcasts from myself you'll know that uh, my dad is a huge fan of ducati motorcycles and absolutely drools over these uh ducati scramblers and they start actually at a pretty uh uh pretty reasonable price an asking price of just eight thousand dollars just shy of eight thousand dollars at seven nine nine five as the as the starting price uh for whether it be the icon the classic uh the flat track pro um really really cool and uh makes you kind of turn the book sideways to look at it and uh uh an interesting look at at a, a motorcycle that um 
is it's basically it's your bare bones motorcycle. It's got the it's got an upright riding position that uh, kind of re- replicates uh, a flat tracker, sort of so to speak. And uh, I think it's uh, honestly for for someone who's just getting into motorcycling, or if someone that uh, uh, wants to add a piece to their current collection, the Scrambler is something that uh, you could easily do for eight thousand dollars. Honestly, cheaper than uh, cheaper than your your average motocross bike. So that's something to be said or something that's completely street legal. Now, uh, page 49 features an article that I was lucky enough to, uh, have read it long, long before it got published. And, um, the photos by Aaron Brimhall are epic. They are something to behold you'll end, you'll find yourself scanning the photo and and really like kind of taking in the intricacies of what Aaron brings to the table in this article just as much as you're going to be hanging off every word from the great Tony Blazer that's right the same guy who uh, has etched out a spot for himself as a motocross historian of sorts and uh, through his videos on YouTube or uh, through the uh, his Flickr page that uh, depicts or basically is a collection of all the photos and the uh the catalogs and the um the 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 history of of motocross and supercross in uh in all over the world over the last since its inception really he's uh, an absolute student of the sport and uh he sunk his teeth into interviewing and doing an article on uh, on mike healy the healy barber and uh, of course i also did uh two two-hour podcasts with mike and uh actually we've been right around the same time that this was written um and, and uh, this is this is like I wouldn't say it's a tell-all, but uh, it's a deeper look into the world of Mike Healy. And uh, Mike Healy, of course, is a uh, uh, a legendary motocross racer in his own right, a rider who uh, um, uh, had a had a very interesting uh, career. Uh, some some things that he probably isn't super proud of, but there are some moments that he is proud of. And, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot to be said about someone who, uh, can, can sort of, so to speak, do the time and and come out as a changed man, a, a, a gentler man and someone who, uh, is, is, is able to, uh, to really help people. And, and that's something that, uh, that should be celebrated. Uh, over the over those seven photos or uh, seven pages of this article with uh, the Healy barber Mike Healy, uh, you find yourself uh, really like digging deep and uh, and finding out things about this man that you for sure didn't know before you started reading it and uh, the the love that's uh, that's spread within these words that uh, that Tony Blazer was able to put together is uh, is something that I was honestly really proud to see um, come through and I know you're gonna enjoy it so if you haven't already read this particular article you absolutely need to and uh, you can head over to read meta.com and uh and and pick yourself up one so please do exactly that the illustration on page 59 is uh pretty unique uh for those star wars fans out there we got uh bulba fett on a uh on a flat tracker number uh 3f i would imagine uh it's uh bf 
is is what they're going for, Boba Fett. Um, and uh, he's screaming through a corner, making it look way too easy. And that illustration is done by uh, by Sam Turner. And this is just another ev- uh, another uh, piece of evidence or another example of of how Meta pulls you in, relates to you, and uh, makes you think a little bit more about uh, the beauty that is uh, motorcycle riding. And uh, this is a uh, ink colored pencil watercolor and uh spray paint on on paper it's absolutely gorgeous uh i would love to be able to get this particular photo framed i might have to talk to uh the guys over at meta about getting uh a a, a copy of this to put on my wall because honestly I'm, I'm a star wars fan and uh and i'm a fan of motorcycles obviously so uh this kind of uh makes those two worlds collide and um it's absolutely gorgeous uh, innovative motorcycle apparel, apparel from uh, Highway 21, and um, again, an interesting and uh, an abstract way to advertise yourself is a uh, basically a photo collage. Uh, it doesn't uh, doesn't say. Uh, who, who's the photographer? But uh, the photos are uh, are also featured on uh, Highway21.com. Depicts a, a beautiful young lady who's wearing uh, a, a bunch of different uh, items that you can find, I'm sure, at uh, at Highway21.com. Leather gloves. Um, they let her beautiful leather jacket and uh, and the riding boots and pants as well. Um, protective equipment as well as functional and beautiful in and of themselves. Now for an edition of Aperture. And by photo uh, photography by uh, and I'm sh- I'm sh- I apologize if I if I butcher this name but uh, Sebas Romero and uh, just like it's it's such a, a pleasure to to, to leaf through uh, this this publication because you're always going to find something that uh, you haven't you haven't seen before you haven't uh, haven't had a chance to look at it's different it's um, it's it's got a whole lot of soul in it, and um, I think like I, it's you really have to you you have to go pick it up. And uh, I, I know I keep saying that, but uh, you can do exactly that at uh, at, at Barnes and Noble, and uh, it just the, the the these photos just keep coming. And uh, so the next set of photos are uh, are straight out of the uh, the Husqvarna. Um, Release from 2000. I believe that's the Husqvarna release. That was uh, these photos were definitely taken um, in uh, in fall of 2015. I believe it would have been a year ago. Uh, around you've got Billy Leninovich ripping through a corner on uh, his uh, on that uh, Husqvarna Husqvarna gear, as well as uh, there's a couple. There's one of the riders that's wearing some fly stuff ripping through a corner. Wheeling over a rock, uh, or uh, or blasting down some si- single track. All these photos is Graham Jarvis is actually the uh, the writer, and it was these photos were taken. In <coughs> these photos were taken in uh, in Sweden. So uh, I was mistaken about uh, Billy Leninovich doing that doing that riding, but uh, for those who know Graham Jarvis is guy knows how to keep uh, keep it on two wheels uh, or sometimes on one wheel because his wheeling skills are uh, are just straight up epic. But uh, Sabath Romero, Sabath Romero, 
taking these photos, and uh, it's just pure eye candy. It's something that you're going to enjoy. Uh, the next set of photos are uh, are of Kiko Vega, and uh, they were taken in Barcelona, Spain. And uh, Sebastian Romero, again, I believe he's he's the the feature of this. Uh, this particular uh, volume of Aperture, and uh, it, it kind of it's really really cool. Some, uh, some old school kind of I, I believe it, it, it's it, it's kind of a cafeed out uh, Kawasaki uh, in the one corner, and then you've also got uh, a, a cafe uh, inspired Sport One Thousand, uh, which is uh, like for personally that's one of the bikes that my dad uh, has, and I've always had an affinity. For the cafe style bikes, especially the uh, the Ducatis, those things are beautiful. So, um, next up, we've got uh, a few different a few different riders featured in uh, looks like uh, some K some KTM's all the way around the board, it, but it's it's, it's some off road stuff. Uh, Alfredo Gomez from Barcelona. Uh, as well as uh, Taddy Blazusiak and uh, and and Joan Joan Joe J O J O A N J U O. They're all, all all photos are from uh, from Barcelona as well as there's a photo of uh, Ivan uh, Cervantes and uh, just. Just demonstrating the beauty that is uh, is motocross and and showing you uh, uh, the versatility of that uh, of that KTM brand and just uh, kind of showing you uh, that motocross can can dazzle, but it, in its still images is nothing uh, nothing short of beautiful. Um, next up is uh, Nasty Mondays is the uh, is the is the name of it these photos were also taken in Barcelona um, and uh, you've got a beautiful model who is uh, got a bunch of different uh, photos and uh, I think I, I, for for the men out there you're really gonna enjoy this this uh, this section of aperture because it's a very beautiful girl again these photos are taken by uh, of, of mr from mr. Romero um, as as aperture continues, the uh, the KTM Freeride electrical bike is featured in this with a couple of guys uh, showing off uh, the capabilities of this motorcycle. And uh, it's it's sad to say, but it, like this is kind of the future of motocross, where uh, we're gonna see some more ele- electric uh, bikes coming in. Um, my phone's going off there. Uh, these photos were taken in Austria, from sure not t- not even too far from uh, from where those bikes are manufactured. Um, as you turn the page, another uh, uh, start ad, and uh, it's a young lady who's uh, sitting next to. Uh, Looks like uh, some couple of uh, lakes, and uh, it actually gives you uh, gives you a list of uh, of athletes uh, who are sponsored by uh, Start, and that's none other than Jordan Smith, Dakota Alex, Keith Tucker, Justin Barsha, which all of you will be uh, familiar with, as well as Marshall Welton, who uh, 
probably less people are familiar with, but he's actually a really good friend of Justin Barsha's. So uh, there's definitely that's there's proof in the pudding of uh, not always what you know in motocross. It's uh, it's often who you know. Uh, and now for another article uh, that's extremely well put together uh, about Rolly Free. And uh, the Rolly Free story is uh, is written and uh, written and ex- and I'm sure edited with a fine tooth comb by the great Brett Smith, who uh, is uh, possibly one of the uh, like he's he's the one of the strongest riders in the sport of motocross. Like I said earlier, and uh, it's a pleasure to be able to uh, to kind of clue you guys in on something that he's that he's presented. Uh, this the Rolly Smith story is something that you need. To, uh, to take in, and if you haven't already read this article, whether it be online or uh, in, in other fashion, um, you're going to enjoy it, and you can enjoy it by going to readmeta.com, ordering yourself a copy, or going to your, your closest Barnes & Noble and, uh, and picking yourself up a copy. Your next uh, your your next ad that you'll come across after uh, after reading the uh, the Rolly Free story is uh, is a Troyley Designs ad, and uh, Shane McElrath is uh, is is uh, featured in the ad. He's wearing uh, he's head to toe in in Troy Lee stuff, but uh, you almost wouldn't notice it bit by uh, the fact that the. Uh, um, the, the goggles worn backwards on his head are uh, are Troy Lee uh, signature goggles that uh, I believe the uh, Troy Lee Designs uh, Red Bull KTM team uh, are will be wearing uh, throughout Supercross next year, and um, Shane McElrath enjoying life, faith, ping pong, woodworking, rally cars, play riding, racing. Winning, uh, just a few things that um, Shane McElrath values in this world, and things that uh, c- that keep him ticking. Obviously, faith being at the top of that, and uh, and winning uh, being at the bottom. It's, uh, you can you can find these goggles worldwide, as well as it's got uh, uh, a Troy Lee uh, T-shirt. Interesting to see that uh, Shane McElrath will be wearing a T-shirt with uh, Cole Seeley uh, riding on it. But uh, nevertheless, pretty cool and uh, some pretty sweet uh, Troy Lee Designs edition uh, Adidas shoes featured on his feet, which is awesome. Um, now for now for. Uh, Wonderless, Wonderlust, uh, an article by Andrew Campo. It's uh, it's a rather short article. Uh, it's a really cool read, uh, and um, and Andrew is is someone who uh, has an he's an app, he's a wordsmith. Uh, it's and um, really speaks passionately, and that comes out in his writing. Uh, the po- the the photos are by uh, Ben Gizzi and uh, and Ross Everston. And um, basically depicts a uh, a pair of riders uh, cruising the countryside. I believe these uh, photos are probably most likely in Colorado because there's I see snow on those uh, those mountaintops. Um, but some really cool photography uh, kind of wraps it wraps it up nicely, and uh, some just some this further eye candy that uh, you get to enjoy when leafing through the pages of. Um, of Meta.
The next article that you'll come across, sorry for the short pause there, just flipping some pages to uh, your next article, which is, uh, it's entitled Moto Gypsy, and, um, and I don't think that's a, a far, far cry from uh, what a lot of us would consider um, our passion for, for motorcycles to be, is, is that that constant search and constantly moving on to, uh, to get our, our motorcycle fix. Um, and like uh, the tagline at the top here is riding in the pursuit of passion. And, um, I, that's something that I find myself always search thirst, thirsting after, uh, and going after. It's something that, uh, is, is close to my heart. And, um, it's, this, this is, uh, I, I, there's no way <laughs> I'm getting that, uh, that last name correct, but uh, Janelle Kazmaruski um, does the words on, on this particular um, particular article. It's a great read. I encourage you to uh, to go uh, leaf through and and find this uh, at, at just just before the the tail end of this beautiful uh, this beautiful publication. Uh, once completing that article. Uh, you'll, you'll find some photos of some really, really cool, uh, old school motocrossers, uh, words by Tom White. It's a photo by John Kerr, beautiful 1969 Husqvarna 500cc twin, which is, uh, not something you, you've seen, you've probably had the pleasure of riding on, but, uh, Tom White, uh, gives you, uh, gives you basically the skinny as to why when it comes to, uh, the Baja Invader, two cylinders are better than one. Uh, the other bike that, uh, that Tom, uh, gives you a little bit of insight on is the 1965 Greaves 250 Challenger. And, uh, this is a really interesting looking motorcycle. It's got, uh, a Link system on the, uh, on the, uh, on the forks and a, a double shock on the rear. And, uh, I, I always enjoy reading stuff from, uh, from Tom White because, uh, the guy's just a well of knowledge and, uh, it, he's something that should be treasured in the sport. That's why he's a hall of famer after all. Unexplained is the, uh, is the next, uh, is the next ad, I suppose. You'll see it's from, from the viewing. Um, and, uh, Pacific Coast Customs in partnership with the viewing, and, uh, this is, I believe this is a, uh, an ad or a, a kind of a, um, a promotion for the video, the full-length video, uh, uh, full-length film, uh, that uh, that debuted on Independence Day. You can go and uh, and and get that for yourself. I don't exactly know where. Uh, yeah, Pacific Coast Customs is probably where you could find uh, some more information on where you could find watching that. I personally have not watched uh, this particular film. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to do post uh, recording this: is to go watch uh, unex, unexplained or unex, unexampled, unexampled. Um, the way the ad is, like, I couldn't quite see, but uh, nevertheless, um, Darren Durham 
always a party animal. Guy's got all kinds of passion for the sport of motocross. And uh, Tyler, Tyler Behrman, who uh, is is spraying some champagne, and as they should, they're young men who are really good at uh, at, at riding motorcycles, so they should do so. Um, the last. Uh, the last article that you'll find in Meta is uh, is of course is about Thorsten Holman and uh, is Mr. Motocross. That's all you can really say about uh, about Thorsten Holman. It's an article by uh, by Mark Blackwell who um, gives you the full skinny and the ins and outs uh, in, a, in a really cool like they they did a really cool way of. Um, of, of publishing this particular article, the, uh, it's the, the book itself is, uh, it's, it's a, it's a rectangular shaped book, not unlike a magazine, but you read it, uh, like the, the short side is, is like, it's, it's a, uh, it's almost the whole, the whole publication is in, um, uh, landscape format, but, uh, the, uh, you, you have to, you have to hold this article, uh, you basically have to hold the book, uh, Topways or like I guess on its side um, to to read it and uh, it gives you so like a really cool shot of uh, of Thorson Holman throwing the peace sign in Temecula, California. A photo by uh, uh, Evan Clanfer uh, who took that photo and uh, but the, Mr. Motocross is uh, is exact is, is Thorsten Holman. And uh, and Mark Blackwell gives you uh, a really in depth look at uh, at some of the things you may not have already known about this Swede who has given us uh, more than just the the brand Thor and uh, and the memories that have that have come from that, but uh, a great ambassador to the sport of motocross and uh, a, a historian in his own right. This is a guy who uh, truly truly loves the sport and he wants to see it grow. That's why he still stayed uh, stayed close to it and. Uh, and keep you close close to the heart. Uh, as the pages are now becoming few towards the end, uh, a few more, a few uh, small ads uh, to to look through. But uh, before that, there's uh, a photo by uh, Rodney Cassus. This photo is taken uh, in Lancaster, California. Young man uh, spinning some wrenches on his little pit bike there, or his his, his motorcycle. Looks like one of those uh, tiny uh, road bikes, like a, a street bike style um, bikes. And uh, he's, he's doing up his uh, his, his uh, open faced. Uh, looks like a Bell Magnum uh, helmet, uh, no visor on it, just a nice uh, FMF sticker across the top there. As you tur- turn the page, uh, you'll have found out long long since since now uh, that uh, James Stewart is in fact a, uh, a DC-sponsored rider. But uh, this particular photo, uh, James doing what James does best, uh, scrubbing down low over top of a hill, I imagine probably at his house in, uh, in Florida. Um, and, uh, this is a, uh, a Garth Milan photo. Love Garth Milan's work. Great, uh, uh, Garth, Garth Milan. Uh, his, uh, his, his work's always well done and, uh, a lot of, a lot of soul in, in what he does. Um, 
turning the page, not just before the inside co or the outside, uh, the back cover, you'll find an ad for the uh, the, the 701. Uh, Husqvarna Vitpelin, Vitpelia, I, I can't, why is, I don't even know how, I don't know how to pronounce the, the bike model, it's a street bike, it's, it honestly looks very similar to, like, it's kind of got a Ducati look to it, uh, it's total, like, it's a, it's a naked bike, uh, seven, 701 cc, really interesting looking, uh, like, headlight on it. But uh, gorgeous-looking motorcycle, big, big uh, Brembo brakes up front, um, and uh, like, like I said, all these ads are like they're they're Meta requires them to uh, to to kind of shape how they're going to advertise themselves a little differently for their particular publication, and I think that's one of the things that makes Meta different um, and, and very unique. Um, the last that you'll see is uh, is an ad for the Triumph Bonneville as well as the uh, the Thruxton uh, Bonneville, and this thing is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, makes you want to buy a uh, a Triumph Bonneville. They're gorgeous, uh, kind of an old throwback, clip-on bars, a um, couple of, like, uh, it's the uh, British Icons Global Legends Reborn. Absolutely gorgeous, and uh, and that completes um, 006, Volume 6 of Meta on the back cover, none other than uh, Bavarian Motor Works itself, it's a, uh, uh, it's an ad that uh, depicts a, a street bike with, uh, looks like a, a dual sport tire on it, ripping out from a stop from a stop position, Bavarian Motor Works, uh, known for making some of the most beautiful looking motorcycles, beautiful and 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 incredibly uh, well handling motorcycles. And uh, this is uh, basically a launch or a, a promotion for the uh, the new BMW R9T Scrambler, uh, gorgeous motorcycle. And you can learn more on BMWMotorcycles.com. Make life a ride. So that is the, the completion. That's cover to cover with, uh, with Meta. And I think, uh, this is my first attempt at that. You guys can give me, uh, some insight of whether or not I did a decent job or if you'd like me to go more in depth at the articles or, uh, just, uh, if you, uh, if you enjoyed it, uh, let me know. If you didn't enjoy it, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll act accordingly, and because this this thing's all about you guys, and I want to uh, to make you guys happy. Um, huge shout out to uh, to Jason Assad. Uh, hope you enjoyed this, my friend. Uh, shout out to uh, Ben Geezy as well as Andrew Campo and Brett Smith for uh, for embracing me and uh, and and letting me uh, have these copies. Um, to, to leaf through and and learn a bit more about uh, what I already don't are like, so things I don't know about the sport of motocross. I like to think of myself as someone who who knows quite a bit, but uh, the fact is I do not know everything. So uh, uh, publications like Meta help me grow that knowledge, uh, and uh, and that's always a good thing. 
We're going to throw it to commercial right now here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, a little, uh, a new, a brand new segment that uh, we're. I'm, I'm looking forward to to bringing to you guys on the backside of these. Hey, everybody! This is Jimmy Button, former factory Supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to take it to a commercial, and we'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live-what-you-love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Maddie Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross at Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. When it's time to turn heads, Spokeskins has you covered. Whether it's dirt bikes, street bikes, or bicycles, nobody does it better than Spokeskins. Mix and match your spokes, or go with the same color all the way around. Either way, Spokeskins is the way to go to customize the look of your bike. Uniting off-road riders on every end of the budget spectrum, Spokeskins is aimed at giving you the custom look without the custom price tag. If you're looking to set your bike apart from the rest of the herd, Turn some heads and be able to change your bike's look on the fly? Head to spokeskins.net. They don't just have spokeskins on their website. They've got more. New products are being added all the time, like the Motul Slacker Digital Sag Scale and just recently, Galfer Off-Road Series Rear Brake Lines, Oversized Rotor Kit, and Front Brake Lines as well. So do what I did. Head to spokeskins.net today, place your order, and get set up turn some heads out there. Spokeskins, we've got you covered. 100% equals everything. When you give everything, you do not save anything for later. Do not relax. Do not take a break to catch your breath. Give everything you've got from start to finish. You leave it all on the track. It is very rare that a logo or saying becomes so strong that Hall of Fame athletes choose to run it without any agents or contracts or business discussed. Question is, how much do you give? If you give 100% on the track, shouldn't your goggles? Whether you choose the Racecraft, the Acuri, the Strata, or the Barstow, 100% Goggles has the right goggle to give you 100% every time you ride. With great accessories 
like the Forecast film system, endless goggle lenses, 100% goggles simply can't be beat. You can find it all on www.ride100percent.com. That's www.ride100percent.com. Go there and join the 100% family. RacersIndex.com is your ultimate race production resource. From the starting line of production to the finish line of winning, RacersIndex.com is your go-to resource to be a part of or produce a checkered flag winning event. The professional's place to find work and workers, rides and riders, and more. If you need it to make your race event happen, it's happening at RacersIndex.com. If you want to be a part of the racing world, join the RacersIndex.com team today. If you need people on your team, you can find them at RacersIndex.com. Log on now and find what you need, who you need, and anything needed for two-wheel or four-wheel racing. Log on if you're a mechanic, model, rider, flagger, caterer, sound engineer, team owner, production specialist, or anything related to racing. Find all people, places, and things racing all at racersindex.com. From dirt to the track, from desert to the drag strip, racersindex.com is your ultimate race resource. Click it for your ticket to all things racing. Racersindex.com. Deft Family Gloves. Deft means showing cleverness and skill in handling things. What you want to see in football and basketball is some deft handling of the ball. Some people are physically deft, like accomplished athletes. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show still here. Just me. Uh, and this is a segment call, called through big eyes and uh i am uh like my initials are big and so this is uh this this segment or this uh um yeah this segment will be basically a uh some odd observations and things that i've seen uh in in recent months or loose recent weeks i'm not too sure how often i'm going to do the segment uh uh, through big eyes but uh this is just the things that uh, i've kind of seen a little bit in the last little while that uh, uh, I wanted to kind of give my two cents on, and I hope that you can uh, that you'll appreciate it and uh, and and react positively to it. Like I said before, uh, we went to commercial break. If you do not enjoy this segment, let me know. If you do enjoy this segment, uh, please uh, hit me back as well. Uh, you can always reach me at Brad Gebhart eighty eight at gmail dot com. Uh, if you don't know, already know how to spell my last name, uh, it's G-E-B-H-A-R-D-T, 88 at uh, gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, feel free to drop me a line. But uh, this is Through Big Eyes. First uh, topic on the docket is is off-season races. And uh, let's, let's start off with the... Off-season races. Let's start off with the off-season races because uh, and and starting those off-season races. I know it might not be the off-season for the GP guys, but uh, when we talk about the off-season, uh, we're mainly uh, being considerate or we're we're uh, we're discussing uh, the, the those who race in AMA, motocross, and supercross. And uh, when that effect- effectively ends, uh, the next uh, the next something or the next race, an event that 
is uh, is taken in or uh, participated in by uh, the U.S. Uh, the the participants of the AMA Nationals and Supercross series is, is uh, the USGPs. Uh, a pair of them from uh, from both uh, Carolina, North Carolina, as and uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, Glen Helen. And I'll be totally honest, uh, my um, my level of uh, of interest in these two events is was rather low. Um, I I find myself not being able to like at the beginning of the uh, of of the the USG or the the GP series, the MXGP series is super interested. Stayed up late at night to watch uh, the the drama unfold. But as the season's gone on, championship uh, wrapped up so early. It, it seems like it's crazy uh, how early they can wrap up a championship with uh, seventeen races at two races each one. That's well over thirty five motos, and uh, to me, that is a lot of racing uh, and. Just seems like like the the racers can really get away. Um, like the, the the point spreads can be so vast. You often don't have that the like they're just a whole not a whole and so much so many more motos, so much more potential for injuries of these top guys. It's it's sound like to me, uh, not all the biggest guns were at this race, and then you have a sprinkling of American guys, which. Um, like the monster guys uh, were basically uh, plugged in immediately. That's what you're doing. Austin Forkner had uh, kind of I wouldn't say the race of his life because he didn't he didn't win the damn thing, but uh, basically showed us that uh, he's got some serious skills on a motorcycle, leading a lot of laps. Uh, Cooper Webb uh, putting the boots to the, uh, to the the to the the Europeans, which is uh, something that uh, I think a lot of us uh, love to see. Um, but I don't think we learned anything from these races. Uh, Glenn Helen's race, uh, from what I hear was poorly attended. Uh, it's tough to say, uh, tough to hear or tell from the, from the video, but, uh, nevertheless, um, like it, I was personally, I just feel like there's guys who are forced to do them, but by that, by this time, by this time they're, uh, they're just tired and it's, um, uh, it, they're they've they've been grinding. They've been working towards a championship. It's finally done, and uh, yeah, it's something that uh, they they worked. They they don't want to do these races. They don't. They seem disinterested, and because of that, the fans seem disinterested. Moving on to the uh, the more across the nations, and uh, thankfully this year, uh, and thanks to the the hard work of uh, of Courtney. Of Courtney Lloyd, uh, we were able to actually send a uh, donations team to uh, to Italy, uh, where the race was held, and uh, the Canadians did pretty good. Honestly, I, I was I was impressed with the results, and uh, the team did well. Little Little Moffin Buyer, as well as uh, Tyler Medaglia, and. Um, Kevin Benoit uh, doing the Canadians proud and uh, and coming away with uh, I believe it was a top ten finish if I'm not mistaken if not tenth uh, pretty damn good for uh, for a country that sometimes can't even send a team or ends up in the B main so uh, great showing by those guys uh, and of course Anderson gets hit on the head uh, the guys are out of their element they're riding a track that they're not accustomed to uh, your usual suspects as far as uh, hurdles for Team USA to go. Uh, 
to, to, to overcome, but they still almost won the damn thing. Um, and, uh, I, I, I'm sure Jason Anderson and, uh, Alex Martin wouldn't like me saying it, but, uh, the fact is, is that this was a bit of a B team. We were not sending our absolute best, uh, for our, our best, our three best riders to go. It needed to be Cooper Webb on a 250F with, um, with Eli Tomac and, uh, Ryan Dungey on on 450s. That's the best team that we can send. And without sending those three guys, it's a B team. It's it's not the best. It's not the best talented riders. Uh, it's not the best uh, that North America has to offer or uh, the United States has to offer. And uh, for that reason, it's uh, it's the B team. If 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 it came down to all those riders are all systems go. Um, I'm sorry to Alex Martin and Jason Anderson, but you wouldn't be on the team. There's just, uh, there, there's, I, I don't think there's much up for debate that way. Those, those guys might say differently, but the fact is, is that, uh, the overwhelming majority wanted to see, uh, Eli Tomek and they wanted to see, uh, Ryan Dungey on that team and they weren't. So that means it was a B team. It, it, that being said, they were still able to pull off uh, a top three, uh, a third uh, third place overall, um, and that's that's even with some uh, some poor luck and uh, and some and a nasty crash um, that uh, was no fault of uh, of Jason Anderson. He gets landed on after winning a race, uh, total freak accident. Um, it's just one of the. It's it's just a, a total a, to me a total fluke. Um, the likeliness that you're going to roll that that finish line, the likeliness that a, uh, the Japanese rider is going to launch that jump and uh, subsequently land right on top of Jason's head, um, it's just that's not like it's the one in a million type thing. And uh, it, but it happened, and and that really set back the te- the the team's uh, chances of 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 of, of uh, nodding it up and uh, and putting in uh, their best possible results. So uh, that definitely hurt them, and. Um, and they'll they'll be uh, they'll be running the uh, I guess it's seven eight nine numbers for uh, for the for next year. Um, after uh, after donations came back, we had a couple week break before it was time for Monster Energy Cup, and um, for this particular year, and I'm not sure why uh, the racing didn't seem to be. Uh, in, all that great, uh, with nothing to really separate the riders being like a whoop section or a really tricky rhythm section. Um, you, you had, uh, it was follow the leader in the, in the big bike class. Um, total, it was like, you just, uh, throw it, uh, throw it on uh, shuffle as far as, uh, the results in the amateur all-stars. I think the guy, the kid that won went, uh, uh, seven, one or, or, or one, one seven for first overall. Something no what seven seven one. Cameron McAdoo won that. Uh fly racing rider on the uh the Moto Concepts Honda. Um and uh that that like that total like you have um uh Mitchell uh, Mitchell Falk uh, going ass over tea kettle in the second race, uh, and then uh you have like uh for for a little while you thought um so a couple of guys were gonna over when honestly the I, I can't off the top of my head uh, uh, remember exactly who the the 
the uh, the title of the contenders were for that particular one. But there was guys that like they weren't consistent at all. Really uh, gives you an exa- gives you uh, an example of like that's why these guys are amateurs. The pros really are able to put things together and keep things together, and uh, we we don't give them enough credit for that. Overall, I honestly, I I could have uh, watched the uh, the super mini race and that's it, and would have been entertained. Uh, some of the best battles, some of the the best passes of the entire night was in that race. Uh, I wish they would have uh, given uh, more time and more uh, been been more in depth with their coverage of the super mini rides uh, races because those are really cool i love watching super minis navigate the track like that uh reminds me of of watching uh 125s from back in the day with uh all the riders just searching for traction searching for uh for more power coming out of the corners and they're uh, they're cutting underneath each other and uh, and making and making some mistakes out there uh but still launching a super cross triple on a 112 big wheel um Super Mini is uh, is really really cool and congratulations to Style Styles Robertson who uh Robinson who uh who took took the the overall win that's uh Kawasaki winning uh, both the big class and the the little bike if Cameron McAdoo would have still been riding his Kawasaki would have been a, th- a triple sweep for uh for Kawasaki on the night but he was riding his first time on uh, the Moto Concepts Honda which he will be on East Coast Supercross on which that's kind of uh exciting um, the weekend after my Monster Cup was uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Uh, a, about a tenth of the riders showed up for this event. Uh, notable 250 riders were the Troyley Designs team minus Alex Martin. Uh, so you had uh, McElrath, uh, Oldenburg, and uh, Jordan Smith which uh, those were the top three riders by a long shot, um, like by a large margin. And then you had uh, Josh Hill, uh, who is one of the most talented riders of the modern era. Uh, his skills on a motorcycle are not to be questioned. Everyone knows that he can uh, ride a motorcycle and do it extremely well, Um Regardless of what what's powering that motorcycle, he he can make something happen. Um, the fact that the the Alta electric bike was able to uh, navigate the course in such a timely fashion to actually win a heat over uh, Kyle Cunningham is uh, is equal parts impressive from Alta uh, to to be able to put together a competitive enough uh, motorcycle that's powered by electric energy, uh, but also a chassis and suspension setup that is tuned in well enough to navigate that, like those obstacles in that fashion and even still being, uh, pretty heavy considering, uh, it's power to weight. Um, it like, they, they like hats off to those guys for being able to put that bike together, but equal parts also a little bit, uh, concerning for a guy like Kyle, Kyle Cunningham for not being able to uh, wick up the pace a little bit to uh, to, to 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 be able to finish off that um, that race in uh, in only in only two passes. I like I can't imagine what was going through the mind of a Kyle Cunningham who's like I was just the first person to lose any type of race to this this bike on like we'd call it a professional level. Um, 
But uh, for the first time in uh, in, in uh, American motocross, we watched an electric bike compete with uh, 250Fs, and uh, it's it's a bit shocking. But uh, unfortunately, that looks to be the, the the future of motorcycles or motocross racing. At the, at the, anyway, um, once they figure out the battery life on those things, once they figure out how to get them uh, like a little bit down in weight, and then power uh, as powerful as like say a, a 450 or a 350 which uh uh like it's only a matter of time uh you'll be able to ride anywhere you want uh as far as making noise and stuff like that um kind of takes the uh the the heart out of it a little bit the that the sound of 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 a motocross bike but you know what the sound of motocross has changed in and of itself uh over the years like at one point we had 500s and 252 strokes and 125 screaming off the line which was a totally different sound than uh what you hear at the uh at a regular national now it's all four strokes and none of us seem to mind that the the sound changed uh from one to the other Uh, I, i understand that this would be taking sound right out of it um but uh it's uh that that's the evolution of sport things have to move forward so that they can get better and uh if if having an electric bike means that i could have a uh, a motocross track or a small motocross track in my backyard in the middle of suburbia then i'll ride a, an electric bike um because i like that that's something that just is isn't possible to be done right now and that that's something that i think a lot of people would be excited about and if you're not excited about it then fuck you um a couple other off-season races of note uh the australian sx series uh seems to me that uh, i think as far as uh social media goes this uh this series like the the Australian series gets just as much uh, play and uh, and promotion as uh, as the American stuff. You got Justin Brayton over there uh, doing well, as well as uh, Gavin Faith on the 250F. Unfortunately, uh, Jimmy Dakotas uh, injured himself. He's dealing with concussion-like symptoms, symptoms and wasn't able to uh, to defend his title on the 250 class, but uh, 450 class featuring the likes of uh, Justin Brayton. Dan Reardon, uh, Dean Ferris, and uh, Tommy Hahn are um, are lighting it up and uh, and and bringing in those uh, those spectators. And it's cool to see Tom uh, or uh, Will Hahn back on the bike and doing uh, really well and and doing things that uh, aren't recovering from an injury. I know that guy's had a really rough go of it for a while. It's good to see him having some results that he can uh, be proud of. Um, as far as uh, Cooper Webb, Chad Reed, uh, and um, and Ryan Villapoto going over there for the uh, for the Australian Open, um, quickly go through the each rider of what I expect from them. I expect Cooper Webb to win. I expect uh, Chad Reed to lead some laps, and I expect Ryan Villapoto to be fast, but disappointed when he leaves. That's all I really want to say about that. Bercy, you're going to see uh, Marvin Muskan probably, uh, like, in all likeliness, uh, take home the victory there. He's one of the the, the most talented riders that will be attending that event, uh, and I think that's ex- that's an exciting thing to uh, to have happen. I, like, uh, he's obviously will be a hometown guy or a home country guy anyway. Um, 
Bercy or Lille has uh, kind of lost a little bit its luster over the years with uh, a lot less people going to it. But uh, I'll be, I'm excited to see uh, Justin Barsha battling with uh, with Christian Craig and uh, Marvin Muskent. So we'll uh, we'll see um, how that all shakes out. And uh, it's it's like these off season races. It seems like there's so many of them nowadays. Uh, it's a bit saturated uh, as far as like it, they're, they're all covered really well. So it's not like uh, you, you even have a chance to like kind of put it, put motorcycles down for a second. It's just bang, 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 bang. And then you have about six weeks until a one. And then it's, it, we're back up and running with that full time again. So um, in a lot of ways, you don't get a whole uh, much chance to miss the sport of motocross. It's always in your ear, which isn't a bad thing. You want to have that recency. You want to have that top of mind awareness, but uh, it, it seems like it's a bit of a, it's, it's a bit of a tax on these guys that, uh, um, they're racing a lot. They're spending a lot of time on motorcycles. Um, next, next on the uh, on the the docket for uh, for through big eyes is uh, the Vet World Championships, the W Wheels Vet World Motocross Championships that uh, happened just this last weekend, a couple days ago, at uh, Glen Helen Raceway. I attended the race with my dad, who was uh, kind of toying with the idea of racing it next year as a 60-year-old, so he wanted to, as a 50-year-old, uh, come uh, 59-year-old, and uh, come down, check things out, and see if it's for him. Uh, he was absolutely blown away by the track. I've been there before, uh, but it was really cool to connect with uh, guys like John Anderson over at W Wheels. Finally, meet him in person and uh, and discuss uh, all things motorcycles and and kind of the event. Meet his uh, father in law Tom White, uh, who I'm going to be having on the podcast soon. You can look forward to that. Um, really, really like warm welcome from everyone in California. Met Ron Lachine, had a beer with him at at uh, on the the Friday evening. Uh, um, really cool to see him and, uh, like, like Terry Varner was there. Uh, Kenny Maddox was there. Like it's, it was, it was just incredible to see. And like, my dad got to meet, uh, Jody Weitzel, Weisel. So, um, it, it's just honestly, like, you, you can't, uh, I, I can't, uh, Thank them enough for so welcoming, but uh, my my observations or my uh, my take on the uh, the Vet World Championships. A couple things I noticed: um, not as many two strokes as I actually I, I thought I'd see. I know we often talk about the kind of the resurgence of two strokes in the sport of motocross, uh, but if uh, if among the uh, the old timer riders or the uh, the over the hill gang, so to speak, uh, it's four strokes, baby. It's the easy button. Um. And uh, they they use that easy button to the the best of their ability to uh, to navigate the hills of uh, of Glen Helen. I saw some sixty year old guys that would have probably uh, left me in their dust, and I saw some six uh, some 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 thirty five year old guys that uh, in the novice class had a hard time making their way around the track. But nevertheless, it's. Uh, it's a it's a great weekend for anyone that wants to go uh, take in this I- iconic bucket list type track that uh, you absolutely need to go do so and uh, enjoy it. Please, please do. Um, my my take on the W Wheels Vet Motocross World Championships is uh, it's a it's a race that uh, I'm going to be taking in for a long period of time. For as long as there's that race happening, I need to go there and spin some laps at Glen Helen. All right, a little bit of silly season talk as we're uh, an hour and 20 minutes into this recording. Uh, I'm going to make this short and sweet. Uh, the the Stewart brothers, uh, Malcolm Stewart, 
uh, my prediction for this year. Um, I, if he doesn't get something, uh, squared away. And honestly, I don't know what, what he would get offered or what team, cause everyone seems to be full at this point or, or it's close to full or wanting nothing to do with him. Uh, I think that, uh, he ends up filling in somewhere. That's all I can think of as far as, um, like he's got skills on a motorcycle. Unfortunately, people don't seem to want to deal with uh, the family on that one. Um, but uh, he's got undeniable speed on a motorcycle, and I think that um, Malcolm Stewart will find a ride somewhere once uh, the injuries start to mount up uh, in in the uh, in either, in the 450 class in Supercross. I don't I don't see him riding uh, 450 outdoors. Um, or James Stewart, uh, and this this hurts me to say, but uh, I think I, I honestly I I don't know what else. I I don't know if if James has anything left in the tank, and I think only James knows that if he does or not, and he hasn't been uh, vocal. But uh, if James has anything left in the tank, he has the finances to do so, uh, to to pull himself up by the bootstraps and uh, and put together a program that is a winning program. If Chad Reed has the pocketbook to do it, then certainly James Stewart uh, does. Um, and uh, I think if he wants to go take his Red Bull and his GoPro money and make a Supercross team, he could easily uh, put together, like go get some Hondas, go get some parts, bolt on and, and make something happen. Can he win? Like from what I've seen, the answer is no, but from what I like, from being a James Stewart fan for a number of years, for as long as I can remember, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Uh, he could, he could easily, or not easily, but he, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And could he get? He could, could he find that speed again? I, I, I don't doubt that he could find the speed again. Could he find the consistency? I'm not sure about that. He surely hasn't hasn't shown it. Uh, but that's a whole other po- topic. I personally don't see James Stewart racing in 2017. And it's a sad thing because I loved watching him pl- uh, race for as long as he did. Um, no real news or uh, I, can't, I don't really have much of a take on RCH. It seems like they've uh, lost a lot of out- outside the industry sponsors that they've kind of prided themselves on over the years. And, and uh, I think that's just total that's part and parcel with outside sponsors in motocross. They take their money, they bring it to the sport of motocross. And over a, over a short period of time, they realize that their ROI is, is not quite there. And they bail, they jump ship because, uh, the, the, the big weeks pulling uh, the strings to spend that kind of money are saying, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're not seeing the return that we need to, to justify that expense. And, um, they're finding themselves between the rock and the hard place as far as finding somewhere to, uh, some, uh, someone to sponsor the, uh, the team. Justin Brayton, if I had, uh, if I, if I had to, uh, make a bet as, as to where Justin Brayton is going to land he'll be on a honda it'll most likely be a uh, a moto concepts honda if not a uh, a crossland honda number 10 will be a top five guy at certain supercrosses he might he'll win some uh, some semi races he might even uh be uh in a, a first or second place position in a heat rate this year he will land on his feet he's way too good at supercross to not jake weimer Jake Weimer will most likely uh, be in the uh, uh, 
Ivan Tedesco testing role for RCH, provided they are racing this year, and uh, provided that uh, eventually uh, one of the riders that will be announced for, if one of the racers gets uh, gets injured from RCH, he'll be called into action, and they'll have two bikes on, on the line at all times. With Jake Weimer kind of playing a, uh, a filthy Phil Nicoletti uh, role with the RCH team, I honestly think that's what they'll probably do, because he's still on a Suzuki to this day. Dean Wilson. Dean Wilson is a curious, uh, a curious character in the fact that, in a lot of ways, uh, the guy like he he's shown incredible speed uh, over the years. Not any time recently, other than the last year he won a heat race. Uh, but like, I think it's curious about Dean Wilson, and like, for the, if he ever listens to this, he might not ever want to come on my podcast, which is I'd be I would be sad to say that he wouldn't he doesn't want to come on. But um, another guy who showed incredible speed, especially in Supercross, um, is Shea Bentley, and Shea Bentley showed speed outdoors as well. Certain races, not as much. And mostly because of injuries that he, he was never able to really make something happen outdoors. But the guy was like, extremely successful and often uh, beat Ricky Carmichael as an amateur uh, as they grew up. And uh, the guy had speed for days, and he does have a uh, he is a championship to his credit as the uh, the champion of the uh, the 2000 West Series. Now that uh, Dean Wilson won his championship in 2011. And now we're talking about entering the 2017 season. So it's six years later. And uh, somehow, I, I feel like people are still talking about Dean Wilson as like a guy who just won a championship. But it's been a long time. And the sport of motocross gave up on a lot of past champions a lot quicker than they have Dean Wilson. Um, I don't know why that is. Like, uh, if you want to think about it, uh, Will Hahn has won a, a championship in the 250 class more recently than, uh, than Dean Wilson has. And most people are like, he said he's been injured too much. He doesn't have it anymore. Uh, and a lot of people think that, um, Will Hahn might uh, ride off into the dis- uh, right off into the sunset. Like that could possibly happen. And like but like I know D- like Dean Wilson tons more speed uh than than a Will Will Hahn uh but uh Will Hahn's no no slouch in his own right, but I find that these guys or I guess it's, I don't know if it's uh, mainstream media or if it's just us as fans. We want, like, we know who Dean Wilson is. He was a great champion 2011. We want them, like, to, to continue moving forward and keep giving them chances. But the fact is, is that uh, after two knee surgeries, a busted shoulder, and some and uh, a bunch of years of not getting a lot of confidence, that doesn't add up to a great motocross racer right now. I'm sorry if that if that sounds shitty, but like honestly, the guy can't be at where he needs to be confidence wise. There's just no fucking way. And uh, there's and his speed and his athleticism and his recovery, it, it like he, he's got he's had uh, is it 
both knees or the same knee twice. I don't, I can't, I'm not entirely sure, but like the guy's got two fucked up knees. Like, like there's, there's guys coming up. There's like, he's, he's going to be a, a fifth through 12th place guy. And does that deserve a full factory ride? No, it doesn't. Like I, I like that's, or a not a, for sure not a a, a marquee guy, so it, like obviously he didn't uh, he didn't make he like he hasn't turned enough heads to to get a ride with uh, uh, Rocky Mountain uh, KTM. He hasn't uh, turned any heads to for any of the other satellite teams. I think if you see him come back at all, it's with uh, like with a Crossland or if he's on a Yamaha. Like I who like. I don't know. Maybe maybe RCH Suzuki picks him up, but I think honestly they'd rather have a guy like Justin Bogle, who's won a Supercross championship. He's shown speed outdoors and less prone to injury, um, and they also like themselves some Brock Tickle because Tickle, although uh, can't uh, not so great with the uh, the starts, um, seems to be uh, kind of like a, a the security blanket for RCH, and I think that he goes back there just because of familiarity. Uh, Dean Wilson, honestly, I, 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 find, I, I, I put him in the same category as, uh, as Malcolm Stewart. Most likely won't have a ride, uh, come gate drop at A1, but, uh, by the time that, uh, San Diego or, uh, or Phoenix rolls around, someone has a, has, has a broken wrist and he's riding their bike. Uh, as of, as of today, Justin Bogle's riding a Suzuki, so you can pretty much pencil him in for uh the uh, the second spot at RCH Tyler Bowers uh it seems to uh I I predict Tyler Bowers ends up on uh on an East Coast Supercross team and it better be a good one that has a decent bike otherwise it's not going to pull him around the track and um Kyle Chisholm will most likely be uh arm in arm with uh with what's his name there Australian kid that went over the fence. Uh, Bracken Hall, uh, because they'll get some sponsors together. They'll ride bikes that are a couple of years old, possibly. They'll probably be riding, riding if they are riding brand new bikes. Um, there'll be 2017 Hondas with bolt-ons and A-kit suspension. And that's that. That's what, Justin, that's what uh, Kyle Chisholm will do. He will make... Uh, about 20% or that would make about 80% of the mains in supercross and he'll be outside the points regularly outdoors. Um, I hope you liked the, the segment through big eyes. Uh, give me some feedback at Brad Gebhart 88 at gmail.com. If you uh, have any questions for me or some feedback, please do do so. Please go to justifiedcultures.com right now and peruse their, uh, their, gigantic catalog that's available online there like all the products and stuff like that and if you find anything you like you want to purchase it enter discount code bigmx17 and receive 30 percent off your bill thanks for listening thank you for listening to the big mx radio podcast brought to you by 100 goggles be sure to head to ride 100 that's r-i-d-e 100 P-E-R-C-E-N-T dot com 
you check out all available product, goggles, and a full rundown of the company itself. Also make sure that you check out racersindex.com to register and find yourself an industry job. If you're a mechanic looking for a job or if you're a rider looking for a job, go to racersindex.com. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and contact me at bradgebhart88 at gmail.com for any suggestions or review or feedback. Always appreciated. Thanks again for listening. Another day is nearly done A darker gray is breaking through a lighter one A thousand sharpened elbows in the underground That hollow hurried sound Feet on polished floor And in the dollar is closing up and counting loonies trying not to say I hate Winnipeg The driver checks the mirror seven minutes late The crowded rider's restlessness enunciates Guess who sucked? The Jets were lousy anyway The same route every day And in the turning lane Someone stalled a game He's talking to himself And here's the price of gas Repeat his phrase I hate Winnipeg Is our king wrecking ball proclaim? I hate Winnipeg.